watching Premises. Welcome, my name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It's January 24th, and as always, let's talk about where you should go before you listen to the show. Where you should go is KramerSays.com. If you don't have yourself uh, an account where you can um, talk freely, if you're worried about getting kicked off of social media because of the memes that you like to share, we've got a, a solution for you. It's KramerSays.com. It is 100% free. Nobody gets kicked off for talking about things that we want to talk about as conservatives. So if you want free speech, get over to KramerSays.com, C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z, and get yourself a free account. Also, if you want to help out the J6 detainees, for a limited time, we're going to have KramerSays.shop open. It'll be closing here soon. So if you haven't gotten your merch, you might want to go over there and do it. We're going to close it down and reopen it. We're going to kind of restructure things. So if you want to get a shot, get a shirt for the J6 detainees, now's the time to do it. That program will be closing out here soon. Our guest today is Ben Ruiz. Ben is... Um, a married Christian uh, in northern Indiana. He's the father of five, small business owner, and he's a candidate for Indiana's first uh, congressional district. Welcome to the show, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. Thank you for having me. Glad for be- glad for you to be here. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, it's a contentious season for politics. Why in the hell would you decide to jump in at this this time in your life, running your own business? Why do you want to get into the, the swamp of politics? Well, I'll tell you what, for me, it's actually pretty exciting. Uh, I love getting into a, a huge mess. I love fighting for, for, for the rights of my children, for the rights of, and freedoms of, of, of the American. The American people need someone that can actually go into Congress, stir up Congress, and shake them up a bit to start getting things done. For the American people. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. So um, we, we hear about this story all the time, right? Mr. Smith goes to D.C. Um, and then gets there and realizes, well, the swamp and the machine is way bigger than they thought. What's what's your plan to attack that? How do you plan on being one of those voices that doesn't get lost in the, the swamp? Well, I'm, I'm actually running my, my campaign on, on an American first platform. So I'm strong and stead, steadfast that I, I will be, be an advocate for the people and not for the establishment in the swamp. Um, you know, and like you said, yes, there have been other representatives that go in there and they, they go in there with a mindset similar. Um, however, their platform isn't, isn't ideal and it isn't a firm platform that they're running on. My platform covers everything, uh, is covering actually the major concerns and focusing on the major concerns of the American people and Hoosiers across District 1 in Northwest Indiana. So you get in, you're you're able to make change. Uh, let's talk about the change that's most important. Uh, I was over in um, Davenport, Iowa last week for the caucuses, and I've been watching what's coming out of um, New Hampshire over the last few days. And it seems that the number one issue in the nation isn't the economy. It's not Joe Biden being impeached. It's immigration and the southern border. What's your position on that? I am a firm uh, believer in, in closing down the border. Uh, there should be a moratorium on any immigration coming into the country until we're able to actually go ahead and remove all of the illegal immigrants that have entered the country illegally um, and, uh, you know, are literally, it, it's an invasion. It was the same invasion that President Trump warned us about when, when he was in office and before when he ran in 2016. There's an invasion happening. And the worst part about it, Tim, is that it's being supported by Democrat policies. 
They're literally paying these people to cross our borders. So in so much, they're actually aiding and abetting the, the criminality aspect of this invasion. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, Texas goes and secures the border, closes it, and you can see a, a huge difference just the following day. Nobody waiting underneath that bridge in Eagle Pass. Nobody. It's gone. They've gone other places. They're not there. And the federal government has sued for the right to let those people back in. Is Are these the uh, domestic enemies our founding fathers were talking about? Uh, they are exactly correct. And this is why the Constitution was made on the separation of powers. And right now, the executive branch uh, with, with, with Biden and his administration and along with the power of the Democrats in the Senate are subverting the com Constitution. They, they are failing the American people. What they're noticing is that the American people are fed up and they're catching on to all of their lies. So what they need to do is is, is start importing uh, international elite, uh, illegal immigration and advocating for it in order to replace the American the Americans vote. And you think that's the so, real purpose of this? That that's completely the real purpose to to actually do a conversion. They do it all the time in retail spaces where they come up with an idea to run a retail business. That's exactly what they're doing. That's that's what the Democrats and the, Joe Biden and his administration have consistently shown us. Well, you know, okay, okay, now you have a, with Ruiz, I imagine, I'm not going to judge you here, but I imagine you have a Hispanic background, heritage, correct? Right? I do. Uh, Puerto, Puerto, Puerto Rican descent uh, with a mixture of German. Okay, so you're a mutt like so, I am. You're a mutt like most Americans. Um, yes. <laughs> with that being said, what, what's your what's your point of view on this push from Trump? Trump says that he's going to do one of the most the, the, one of the biggest mass uh, deportations in American history. What's your feelings on that, and do you back it? I am 100 uh, percent behind President Trump and his incoming administration. I will support. A lot of his, all of his policies that he has that would benefit Americans. And that's what you call putting America first. That is our agenda. And that's what we plan to do. But in order to do that, we have to have uh, members of Congress that are with the American people and not for these PACs, not for special interest groups, not for lobbyists, and, and certainly not for the Biden administration or the Democrats. What's your um, what's your counter to the Democrats who say that what you're doing or what you're advocating for is racist? <laughs> you know, the Democrats, the, the, the very foundation of the Democratic Party is one of actual racism. <laughs> they founded the KKK. They they subverted the Civil Rights Acts. They voted against it. Joe Biden, the current president, sitting in the White House, and I will call him an illegitimate president, um, you know, he himself has been recorded multitude of times in his four, over 40 years uh, in Congress uh, with many racist remarks. Right. You know, he, he actually went against Clarence Thomas, you know, trying to, 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 to avoid the first black, uh, you know, Supreme Court justice that was nominated by the Republican Party. You know, so, you know, it speaks for, for itself where they come for racism. But what the whole plan behind the Democratic Party always calling out racism is because they wanna they wanna take advantage of the minority groups that aren't informed of other candidates, other options, and the truth. 
So, you know, they want to reach out through social media, which is fake news. They've been doing that since since uh, President Trump decided to run in 2016. When he won, won the election, after he won the election, not only was it all entirely election interference, but it was subversion of the presidential, uh, the, uh, the executive uh, presidential, uh, you know, uh, spot. And President Trump, they literally, it was a coup d'etat. So you were so one of those crazy time. election deniers, right? You don't believe that the election was Pardon? free and fair? I don't believe that it was fair, no. Uh, because as we look at it now, President Trump is, is has been given an opportunity to actually, I believe it is in Georgia, and because of Georgia's prosecution, he's been allowed to actually show that the discrepancies right. in, in the voting ele- uh, elections. Um, it, you know, the, the discrepancies are huge, but nobody's paid attention because there hasn't been a case on there. Um, you know, and people aren't paying attention that he has won a multitude of cases already. Well, one of the know, things that, that Democrats try to say all the time, Ben, is that they, they try to say, well, he's lost 60 cases, right? And when you go look at it, you go, no, there hasn't been a single case he's lost. Not a single election nope. case has Trump lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he lost 60 cases. I heard it on the news. Nope. There were yep. 60 cases brought and 60 cases dropped, meaning that the judges refused to hear them. That's exactly. The truth and most of these judges were appointed by Democrats, and by well, Obama a lot, himself. A lot, a lot by Republicans, too. In fact, several that Trump yeah. nominated himself. The, the issue is, is it's not who confirms them. It's who owns them. Yeah. Right. That's what we're exactly. finding. I mean, look at what we just found out last night. I don't know if you've seen the news from Kerry Lake uh, and Jeff DeWitt, who's yeah. the yes. Arizona GOP chair, bribing her, which is illegal, by the way. That's un- that's illegal. You, you go to jail for that shit. Um he bribed her to, to make her drop out. So when when we hear these claims from the Democrats that, well, you guys are a bunch of racists, you're a bunch of xenophobes, you're a bunch of transphobes and so on. That's the language of what I call the language of the playground. Let's get into it. Uh, the language of the playground is people saying stuff against you to make you look bad. But if you look at it realistically, it's no more than, well, you have cooties from the playground. Can we move forward if our mainstream media, the journalists that we rely on to tell us the truth and the news, if their side, if they're biased, can we get this nation back through another election process, or, or is it unsavable at this point? Um, I believe that there has to be uh, new amendments brought forth, policies that have to be passed in Congress in order to rein in on the media and to prevent the fake news uh, from being spread and the election interference, everything that's going on, you know, right now, as of right now, is is very dangerous. It's it, it's it's un it's unrepublican because even by some of the establishment in uh, rhinos that are in Congress in cahoots with these Democrats, you know, and 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 you're exactly right. At this very moment, it seems like there's there's no end in sight to it. But well, what about as long let's, as we, let's talk about what you said. What, what kind of amendments would you would you advocate for? What's going to solve this problem? Well, remove remove all the the uh, during Obama's uh, term in office, he passed several uh, several policy executive orders that allowed uh, uh, Facebook and social media sites, as well as um, you know our media in general throughout the country, to actually just spread misinformation. And people haven't haven't keyed on to that yet. 
Well, one and of the it's things a shame. One of the things that, that Obama did in 2014 is that he and rhinos, it was Republicans as well, they reversed the yeah. Smith Mutt the Smith Mutt Act, which said that the American government. It was illegal for the American government to propagandize the American people. Um, the Smith-Mudd Act was modernized, and now they can propagandize us. So is that is this what you're talking about? Uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, eliminating that those policies like that that are actually bringing more harm to this country. You know, you hear it all the time, Democrats, Biden administration, from even the, the establishment rhinos. You know, they're, oh, well, you know, the misinformation is coming from the right, is coming from Trump supporters, MAGA supporters. You know, myself being a MAGA, uh, a MAGA candidate, the only MAGA Republican in Northwest Indiana that's actually running for Congress uh, on the American First platform. You know, um, you know, I'm 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 staunchly opposed to any of that. I want to eliminate that. I want to get to Congress and actually go to bat for the people. And the way you do that is by fighting. And sometimes you even have to get your hands dirty and fight against your own party. Well, and that's know? what we've seen time and time again. What we're seeing, I mean, again, look at what happened with just happened with Kerry Lake. That's the Republican Party. That dude is the top yep. guy, the Republican Party in the state of Arizona saying, hey, listen, we know these guys are bad guys, but can't you do something? Can't you do this? Just give me a number, which makes me think that he was going to make a percentage of whatever she agreed to, or he was going to get a flat rate of a million dollars or $500,000 or, or whatever, right? Is, is yeah. that the kind of yeah. thing? I mean, that's it, where we're at, it, right? That's the corruption that we have currently. Yeah, exactly. And I think he should be prosecuted for that. You know, where's the FBI? Instead, they, they worry more about a J6, uh, you know, you, you uh, the, the leader of the Proud Boys who wasn't anywhere near the Capitol. Right. And they, they give him 22 years for for simply being a member and a leader of, uh, of the group. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. If anything's, it's, it's helping to annihilate uh, rights of the citizens of the United States of America. And that's not that's not right. We need to bring back law and order. We need to bring back stability. We need to, uh, and, and you'll hear it from establishment Republicans because they're always talking about, oh, let's bring the party together. Um, they're, and, and, and you hit the nail on the head there, Tim, you know, their version of, you know, bringing the party together is, hey, if you bow out of this, you know, it'll help the party, the right. establishment portion, and we'll keep bending the knee. It's like right here in Indiana, you know, um, and, and it's a shame what's happening to Kerry Lake because it shouldn't be tolerated at all. But my, you know, my whole process is that's still part of the swamp and we need to clean house in our own, in our own uh, uh, party while we also work on, uh, you know, uh, killing the establishment and the elites in the Democratic Party on both ends of the stick. Aren't we you, need to go to bat for the American people and Hoosiers especially. Are you tired? I'm sure you've heard this. Are you tired of hearing people say, well, you, you don't have the qualifications to go to Congress. You've never done this. You've never done that. Um, you're not as well spoken as the people, right? And I'm saying these are, I'm not making <laughs> claims against you. But, no, yeah. Right? But there, there, there's all these claims that get made against grassroots candidate, uh, p candidates, pr primarily from the incumbents, but also from the other side. They'll do that in the general. But today, right now, there are Republicans, I'm sure, that are telling you that you're not qualified to run in your own party. Is that disconcerting? Uh, it is because you know, according to the Constitution, I have every right. I'm I'm more than qualified. I met all of the qualifications to run for Congress. I'm an American citizen. I'm a resident 
of the state of Indiana in the first district for so many years, for many years, I have my children, um, you know, I and I believe in protecting, uh, you know, all of our constitutional rights. So I'm more than qualified. And when they talk about um, when they talk about that, when I hear that from my own members of the party, and believe me, they've called me already to tell me in my first district, hey, we know you, we understand you're, Ma you're a MAGA Republican. Would you drop out? I said, no, I'm not giving up on the American yep. people. Yep. You, you have to run against me. You guys are the establishment, and you don't like me because you fear that you may lose to someone who isn't as politically savvy as you are. Yep. But the facts of the matter is, all I need to do is be informed. Well, I think what people are looking for, Ben, it's more than just being informed and being able to speak well and, yeah. and all these things that they look for for the perfect candidate. It's also getting the ire of the, the American people, the people of the first district and saying, we're tired of what you're doing. I've been telling people in the fourth, uh, you know, here in Indiana. Vote for anybody but the incumbent. They're the ones causing the problems. Yes, we might get some people that don't know what the hell they're doing. That's better than the people that know exactly how the system works and how to use it against the American people. That's what I think. We're talking to Ben Ruiz. Ben Ruiz is running for uh, Congress in Indiana's 1st District. We'll kept, uh, keep the conversation going right after this. America's political prisoners need our help. Kramer Says is on a mission to raise $100,000 or more. Can you help? Join our mission today at KramerSays.shop. Kramer Says is everywhere. Twitter, True, Instagram, and always on America's fastest-growing free speech platform. Kramer Says Social. Make your free account today at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com. You're watching Kramer Says. Our guest today is Ben Ruiz. Ben Ruiz is a candidate for um, Congress in Indiana's 1st District, and um, he's got a, a big road to hoe in front of him, and hopefully he's able to cut through it. He's going to need your help to do that. Ben, let's talk about specific issues. One of the biggest issues that we've been talking about nationally is immigration. We've kind of hit on that. Let's talk about the economy. Uh, what can you, as Ben Ruiz, new guy in Congress, what can you do to help get the economy back to where it needs to be? Well, we need to focus on bills in Congress that uh, on single bills instead of uh, rustling up a bunch of bills and bundling it together uh, and passing it off has, you know, because uh, a lot of times you'll, they'll, they'll put bills out right now, the establishment, they'll say, well, this is our military spending bill. But what you don't know about that spending bill is that it also includes 300 billion to Ukraine and, and foreign wars instead of the American economy reinvesting in our communities across the, across the nation. And that's going to be the most important part. And on lowering taxes in order to boost the economy. You know, those are all things that we, we need to work on. You know, staying out of foreign wars. Um, I don't believe that, that, that the interests in Ukraine are enough to say that those are American interests over there. Um, you know, we have soldiers that we've already sacrificed with a 10-year war out in Afghanistan, and then we left them for dead. I, uh, the Biden administration left a lot of those Americans left for dead back in, in, in Afghanistan. We don't need any more of that. We don't need uh, to appease the countries that, that as President Trump himself has said on numerous occasions, it seems that we're always footing the bill for the entire world, but, we're not, but no one's ever taking care of the American people. And until we can go get into Congress and pass these bills that are going to elevate our economy and boost business expansion, 
uh, small business, big business expansion, then we're never going to get anywhere. So we need leaders in Congress to help get that done. As the uh, as an as an owner of a small business myself, I one of the things that I say is I don't need any more laws. I don't need any more regulations. I just need the government to get the fuck out. I need them to get, to get the rid fuck of the out of my thing. life and let me progress. I'm not going to harm anybody. I'm not going to hurt anybody. And if I do, there are already enough laws on the books for fraud and for uh, other kinds of harm that we can prosecute. Uh, here recently, uh, MSNBC was really upset with the Republican Party in their first year in charge with Mike Johnson and, and Kevin McCarthy running the show that they said, well, there's only been 24 or 25, I think it was 27, 27 bills passed. If we're not passing bills, is that a good job? Are we doing a good job? Should we gauge should we gauge the success of Congress on how many laws they pass that limit the rights of Americans? Yeah, I, I absolutely they should they should actually be gauged on that. I mean, the bills that that I would go in proposing would be bills to actually go ahead and and reverse some of the bills that they've passed. You know, um, the the loans, the interest, the amount of money we spent uh, internationally is ridiculous. So MSNBC can criticize, but they're part of the fake news media. They right. they always get on the media, and what they don't tell people is why certain bills haven't passed. Because they're not thinking about our veterans right now. Our veterans and American citizens come second in the, uh, when in comparison to illegals that are entering our country. Yeah. So you get one illegal person being set up in a hotel. Uh, the the U.S. government, the federal government, spending and local sanctuary cities are spending thousands of dollars housing these people. Well, right but now they're not the doing is... anything else. The, the new number that just came out this morning is $482 billion. That's half a trillion dollars to house people that can't speak the language, that don't know our culture, and are only here for a job, which means they're going to displace Americans out of their jobs. There's no upside to this. Correct. Correct. And that's what that and that is the major concern, because with that, the economy is going to go down lower, you know. The, the economy is going to continue to uh, to drop. And I said it, and I, I actually ran for Congress back in 2022, uh, but the establishment actually got to me and kind of uh, pushed me out of the way by blacklisting me from a lot of a lot of other events. But I said it back then, the economy is falling apart. Yep. This economy right now is on two picks. Yep. And if we don't do anything soon enough or, or we don't pass legislation to reverse everything that's already been passed, against the American people, you know, you're technically holding uh, not only Hoosiers here in first district, the rest of the state of Indiana, but across the country hostage. Exactly. Against their own, ta uh, 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 against the American taxpayers dying. Yep. It doesn't and, get any better. I, I, ben, I've been telling people for the last three years, it doesn't get better until you get involved. You've got to be involved in the system before it gets any better because the corrupt system is not going to fix itself. It just won't. It can't. Yep. A machine that's broken doesn't have the ability to fix itself. It takes outside uh, intervention to make that happen. And we're not going to see the corrupt and the corrupted, right? The criminals, they're not going to do what doesn't benefit them. They're only going to do what benefits them. They don't care about us, the, the American people. I, I, I don't see that. A great example is that they're all patting themselves on the back for getting the continuing resolution done so that they didn't shut down or shut down uh, uh, the government. But the border's wide open. 
Exactly. Fentanyl's still exactly. coming through. And, that, and that's something I don't agree with uh, with uh, House Speaker uh, Johnson. You know, when I heard that, that was ludicrous. Right. You know, I would have shut down the government. And people would have said, well, how would you do that? Nothing would be functioning. Well, you know what? Until they get it through their skulls that the American people and our country comes first before anyone else, then that's what you have to do. If you have to shut it down, you have to shut it down. Are too many and of it's these, for the benefit of Americans. Are too many of these congressional members, our politicians, are they far more worried about getting reelected than doing what's right? I think, uh, I think that's part of the issue, and most of them are bought off by special interest, interest groups or deals, or either that they're being blackmailed by the Democratic Party. You know, or holding or something over their head. <laughs> or their own party. I mean, look at what just happened with Carrie exactly. Lake. You know, I, exactly. I have a unique experience because I worked deep in politics in the state of Indiana before I jumped out of the establishment, before I finally said, okay, this is so corrupt and so dirty. I got to get, like Steve Bannon, I got to get to the outside so that I can make an impact because it's too corrupt on the inside. And it's funny coming outside and going, hey, listen, you guys will not believe what they're doing to you in there. And people go, oh, no, 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 that, that's, that's not happening. And I go, no, it's happening. What we saw released from Kerry Lake yesterday, I've been in those meetings. Yes, it does happen. Yes, in your, your, your situation, coerced or forced out because, well, you're not part of the club. You're not part of the gang. And I don't think, the, I don't think they understand that there is a group of Americans that love the Constitution more than they love their lives. And I think that scares the crap out of the establishment, both on the left and the right. I think that's what happened on January 6th. I think that it woke them up to the point that they realized that we're in trouble if we keep pushing this. And a group says, who cares? We're just going to keep pushing and put our, putting our foot on the neck of the people. So with that being said, Ben, does it get better in this nation? You and I have talked off, um, you know, on the phone about this, but does it, does it get better in this nation um, with an election? Is that going to make things better in 2024 in your view? I think it's going to be a pivotal moment in U.S. history in order to actually save what's left of this country. And in order to bring it back to glory, what we need to do is primary the establishment out of office, like you stated at the beginning of, uh, of, of uh, this podcast. Yeah. We need to primary every single person that is not voting, that is currently in power in both parties. Um, you know, for instance, you're from Indiana, I'm from Indiana, the first district, so we know how politics are. You go to the legislative scorecard, more than than more more than 60, 80 percent of the legislators here are voting 50 percent or less. Has let, let, me, let me clear that up. Let me, let me clear that up. Uh, for, for those of you who don't yeah. know what Ben's talking about, I could showcase it here, but the numbers are so small, you wouldn't be able to see any of them. Uh, but, but there was a survey done, and it showcased how Republicans in the state of Indiana vote with or with with the Constitution, constitutionally, or with Democrats. And more and more, over 50 percent of them vote with Democrats on a regular basis. They do not abide by the Constitution in the, the passage of law. Uh, in Indiana, when I came in, uh, first got involved in politics here in Indiana, it was 2010. That's when the Tea Party came in. And there was this big groundswell. And what was interesting about it uh, is that when this, that survey of the constitutional and conservative nature of the state of Indiana, Indiana was voted as the second most conservative state in the nation. That was in 2010, 2011. Ben, do you know what it stands at today? 23rd. <laughs> We're 23rd in the nation. The 23rd yeah. most conservative 
and, and, and we're still calling ourselves red. For the people who don't know, I don't, I don't even know if you know this, that Indiana pays the second highest gas tax in the nation. Only California is higher than ours. And with the passage of the of the legislation that just passed, that took effect at the beginning of this year, for for tax taxation on mileage, yep, just for the use of the vehicles, that you know, for, for being a red state, you know, quote unquote red state, we sure are acting like a democratic state, you 100%. know, and, and 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 the fear is that we we have what 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 uh, you know what the establishment is allowing to do. We have a lot of Democrat legislatures, a lot of Democrat meetings happening in Northwest Indiana and in Indianapolis. We're growing, but we're growing in reverse. Right. It's actually becoming more and more liberal. Right. We're on the verge of losing Indiana. Well, it's because, uh, so of, in it's, order... it's because of Indianapolis, right? It's because yeah, of Indianapolis. Exactly. It's because of cities like Fort Wayne. It's the large cities that they go in and they realize, and I, it's my opinion, that a lot of these large blue cities and red states are not nearly as blue as we're being led to believe, that the systems are being rigged against us. And we believe them because we believe in the system and the system is corrupt and the system is rigged. It would not surprise me at all to find out that California is a red state that has been uh, has undergone a coup by a group of people who who, re who re routinely rigged the elections. We, I mean, we saw it in, in Orange County in 2020, five days after the 2020 election. They were, and, and it had been called in California, you're right, Biden won. They're still pulling in Orange County, the most conservative county in California, they're still pulling mail-in ballots out of the ballot boxes. Five days later, the system is rigged and we got to do something about it. We'll talk about that right after we come back. Kramer Says is everywhere. Twitter, Truth, Instagram, and always on America's fastest growing free speech platform. Kramer Says Social. Make your free account today at KramerSays.com. Political prisoners need our help. Kramer Says is on a mission to raise $100,000 or more. Can you help? Join our mission today at KramerSays.shop. Our guest today is Ben Ruiz. Ben Ruiz is running for um, Congress in Indiana's first uh, congressional district. And let's get down to brass tacks. This is the conversation that I've been having with a lot of people across the nation. We can bitch and moan all day long about the problems. We can talk about how bad it is and, and what needs to be done. Uh, and if you do everything legally, by the book, constitutionally, right, the people that are currently in power are not going to abide. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're, they're going to play the games. They're going to play slow roll. They're going to kick the can down the road. All of these issues that we've, we've been facing, they're going to continue doing what they're doing because that's who they are. So the question has been, if they will not do things constitutionally, what options are left to we, the American people? Yeah. And, and again, that's, that's uh, you know, that's, that's where it lays in the arms of, of the American people. We need to get to the voter, the voter, the voting booths and actually vote, vote out these, these elites. Well, let's say that vote well, out let, the there, there's a lot of contention right now, Ben, that there's not going to be a 2024 election. Even those on the left are saying they, they fear that something's going to happen in this nation. They, they're blaming it on us. They say that we're going to do something catastrophic, um, which is not our nature, right? We, we didn't go into the streets and loot, but you guys did the insurrection. We didn't burn anything down. No cars were broken into. No businesses were burned. Nobody was looted. We went to our house and said, hey, listen, we don't like what you're doing. And for that, we're paying the price, right? They believe the lie. They believe that burning down cities 
in George Floyd's name, they believe that that's justified. My question to you is, is what what the American people going to do when they realize that the government is not going to abide by the Constitution? They're not doing it now. They're suing to keep the, the border open. So at what point, and this is the point where people have to start standing up on their soapboxes and saying what they really feel about the Constitution. I'm a constitutionalist. The Constitution is clear, Ben. We do not have to put up with this bullshit. We have the authority and we have the responsibility to make things right, even when evil men won't do it. And the question I've been asking is, what's the difference between a ruling elite, a ruling class, an oppressive, tyrannical government that's based out of London, England back in 1776 and one that's based out of D.C. in 2024? What's the difference between those two entities? Absolutely none. And that's where the Constitution guarantees us. We have the ability to throw off such a government for our future security. And that's what we need to do. We need to actually uh, join together those as one, the American people, right. and demand that everyone be held accountable. Right. In uh, over since 2016, this has been ongoing. Right. Even during the Obama era. You know, they have violated so many laws that they take the average person such as me or yourself and they throw us in prison, uh, violate our, our, our civil rights. But the moment that they do it, such as bringing illegals across the border, which is in clear violation of U.S. Exactly. <laughs> and when you have a sitting executive president there not listening, and then when you have you have overall support coming from leftists, uh, Democrats, who are passing the socialism indoctrination in our schools where we can no longer have our children in public schools uh, and then throw in gender ideology. We need to start speaking, speaking up at local and community events. We need to step up to, to go heading to our state capitals and demand that the change be made. You know, if they can protest and burn buildings, we need to be willing to sacrifice a day or two of work. Exactly. Even if it's during the week. Exactly. And we need, that's the only time, because that's the key. With conservatives, most of us have employment. We're right. gainfully employed, whether we work for our own, have our own small business, or we work outside and work for another corporate entity. We're always at work, and that's what makes us the responsible people. However... However, we need to now be able to say we're willing to sacrifice a day or two of work, willing to sacrifice being judged. Right. You know, because that's what it is. Yep. You know, a lot of people are afraid to speak up because of retaliation. Yep. And they don't want to lose their jobs and they don't want to. But, you know, our forefathers, they, they, they did the same thing. They stepped up. Many lost their, their riches. Right. They lost. But you know what What we gained was a nation. Yep. We gained well, our freedom. That's what I've said, ben. We gained our independence. That's what I've and been until saying. And until, and I'll tell you what, that's why I'm running. Because the moment that, that President Trump ran for office, he showed us that we could step up to the plate, call out the government on either side of the aisle, and put them in their place to work for us. And that's what we need to do as a country. We don't need to come together by parties. We need to come together by our heritage, our cultural heritage, which is that of the American heritage. Our history is one, and it's of greatness. And we need to bring back that greatness. And in order to do that, 
sacrifices need to be made. I have five children at home. I have a wife. I have a small business. Other than what, what occurred during the, the pandemic period back a couple of years ago, you know, I'm putting myself on the line for probably, you know, limited contracts, limited, right. limited, uh, you know, work out there. But it has to be done. Well, that's what I've been saying for be the longest made. time. What I've been saying is that uh, yeah. when I say this, some people say that, you know, well, you're trying to brag. I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to explain to you the situation that we're in. You and I talked about it. In 2019, I was making about $700,000 a year. Owned my own business. Very successful. Worked all over the country, all over the world. Was making a lot of money. Last year, this the, in 22, uh, I made, I'm sorry, in 23, I made somewhere in the ballparks of $35,000. That's what I made for the entire year. Now, I'm in a position to where I can do that. Can't do it forever, but I'm in a position to where I can do that. And the reason that I haven't gone back to work and the reason that I've shuttered, for the most part, my business is to do exactly what we're doing today, is to inform Americans of what their rights are, what their responsibilities are, and what their duty is, and that they can't sit back and complain and moan and groan and then not do anything. My hope is, and I think like yours, Ben, I do not want rioting and looting and that kind of stuff in the streets. I do not want a civil war. I do not want a revolution in this nation. But unless we have a revolution of thought and a revolution of involvement, we're definitely going to have a civil war. Your thoughts? Yeah, no doubt. Actually, I would say we're already in the middle of one, you know, not a physical one of violence, but, but political. Uh, we're in a political form of civil war, yeah. and 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 it's everyone against the American people. It seems nobody wants to do anything. The ones that step up are the ones that are you know are usually contested as the corn balls, and and they're right. the problem. They're 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 the problem of America. President Trump is the problem. When when he was in office, the one thing that I remembered first was he put America first, Americans first, gave us tax breaks. Uh, the economy was flourishing. It was on a path to to, to returning to to its uh, greatness. Right. You know, we were doing great, amazing. Mm-hmm. Along comes the Biden administration, and in the first two three months, the first day after, we lo- you know gas prices shot up to about four bucks. I'm pretty sure you remind you yep. remember. I was everybody's pockets are being I was hit. paying seven dollars a gallon, seven dollars exactly. a gallon in, in in Las Vegas, Nevada. Jesus. And that's and that, and that right there alone. And then what continues to happen is they think to feed their wars, their 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 proxy wars with Russia through Ukraine or or anywhere else um, that they can just slip in these these bills that will increase taxes slowly on the American people. So while they're doing all of these, uh, you know, uh, you know, supposedly goodwill and we're fighting for for the freedoms they're not fighting for the freedoms because ukraine hasn't had those freedoms right ukraine in itself had 10 years of of of, of genocidal murder well there's a reason there. for After, that we started they, it right? yeah, it was the american government yeah. that overthrew ukraine they had a, a democratically An elected election. government and the cia and the state department overthrew it and that was and 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 obama had ordered that right Yep. Obama had ordered the overthrowing of a, a duly elected president of Ukraine who was who who was against the ruling class, who was against the same people that we are against here, the establishment, right. the elites, and overthrew him for the purpose of using it as a to wash his dirty laundry money. 
you know, yeah. and then uh, and then what did they do? Ethnic cleansing of of ethnic Russians, you know. So you know, I don't know about you, but the party that complains about Nazism and hate and racism <laughs> sure are supporting the Nazis of Ukraine. Well, they did well, before. Uh, Ben, they, they yeah, did that exactly. in the 1940s. They keep trying to... I, I was watching uh, a piece with Rachel Maddow the other day, and she was talking about the the horrors uh, of Nazism and, and, and just how, how horrific it was and that there were some Americans that actually supported that stuff. Yeah, the Democrat Party. It was JFK yeah. that went to Berlin. His daddy at the time was the... Um, the uh, what do you call it? He's the uh, ambassador to, to Great Britain. And so... Uh, Daddy had Joe uh, Kennedy had Robert uh, uh, John Kennedy JFK go to go to Berlin and do a report on what was going on there. And JFK's report was how just how awesome everything was: the roads, the infrastructure, the the the, the structure of the entire nation. It was just so organized and so good. That's what they were saying in 19, early 1941. My point is is that the Democrats have taken this narrative that they're the saviors, and they've always been on the wrong side of history. They owned slaves. They fought a war to maintain slavery. When they couldn't maintain slavery, then they started a social club to be able to, to corral and, and control the freed slaves. When that didn't work, then, then they, they went after the civil rights. Uh, it was the Democrats who held the longest filibuster in U.S. history to stop the Civil Rights Act of the 1960s. So, Ben, they've always been on the wrong side of history. They're choosing the wrong side today. They've aligned with the Nazis again, you know, 80 years later. My question to you, is, and I'll let you close things out here, is if the election isn't our solution, which I pray it is, if the election isn't our solution and Americans aren't willing to open up and open their eyes on how much they've been um, led down the primrose path, Right. They, they, they've been living with rose colored glasses on and they re realize just how ugly and how corrupt our government is. What do you think that they will do in, in whole or in part? You know, and that, that's 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 the unfortunate uh, thing of events. If Americans don't change and start rising up and, and, and fighting back. Um, and you're talking we're, about we're rising definitely. up and fighting back politically, correct? Not in the streets, oh, duking it out. Yeah. You're talking about politically. Yeah. If they don't do that, yeah, fighting they... back politically. Because uh, unlike some of the, dem the the members in Congress who have who have uh, uh, said, you know, they were for the rioting, for you know, pa pa the Palestinian uh, um, supporters that took over uh, the Capitol. Uh, right after the uh, October 7th uh, assassination and right. murders of, of innocent Israeli and foreign nationals. Yeah, you know, that, that party is going to do away with the rest of the Constitution. Yeah. They already want to replace it. Americans will lose their rights if we don't start standing up now and fighting back and running for offices to remove uh, some of the scum from from Congress. That's what we need to do. We need to put fresh minds in there that can actually think and pass uh, common sense legislation that's going to benefit the American people instead of screwing the American people all the time. I agree. And we need to do we need to do it now uh, because after 2024, if we don't get our foot in that door, you know, uh, say goodbye to the United States of America. I agree. I think it's interesting that the people who have been censoring us, locking us down, and mandating for the last three years are saying that Trump is going to be a dictator if he gets into office. It's amazing well, to me. It's, 
and they happen to be the same, very same dictators. On top of that, there's so much dictators that they're coming after our children exactly. in these public school settings and institutions of higher learning. Now, mm -hmm. if you go to Harvard, you got to worry about the, the guy with three or the, uh, that that believes he's a he's a woman um, and thinks he can walk into the women's restroom, give birth. You know, it's it's insanity. Well, it's, and, it's and, so insane that Harvard is now they've embraced plagiarism. It used to be yeah. that if you plagiarize something, that you your career was toast. Nope, not anymore. Now, can't get rid of her. Yeah. Can't get rid of her because if we do, that'll show how uncaring we are. I think the world is crazy, Ben, and I think that we're at the end of our rope here, and I think that we need people like you. Charles Bookwalter, who's running down in uh, Indiana's 4th. We've got um, uh, John, um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, it's, it's escaping me. He's going he's gonna to beat me up. Um <laughs> He's running in, in the 8th. He just announced. Okay. Um, my point is this, is that we've got a, a ton of a, a first-time congressional grassroots candidates that are rising up. And what is your message to the the people of America um, in helping you guys do this? You're, you're, you're up against, a, well, you're between a rock and a hard place. I mean, you're trying to move a boulder up a hill. So what's what's the number one thing that people can help you with? And what would you want people to, to, to know when they go into the, the voting booth in Indiana? Uh, on, I think it's May 7th, correct? Or is it May 4th? May, it, would be, it would be May 7th, 2024. 7th. That's when the primary, they get to pick the candidate from the particular party that will run off in the general election against uh, against the Democrats. So one of the takeaways is you can go onto my website, find out a little bit more about me at uh, www.ruiz4congress.com. You can donate to our grassroots, to some of the other grassroots candidates that also need your, uh, uh, definitely could use some of your donations because donations are going a long way. We're, we're talking about, we're so grassroots, we're, we're not trying to accept any money from any of the PACs or special interest groups that always want favors when you get when you get members into Congress, right. sort of like what Frank Mervan does all the time. He's got an F here in the first district. We're looking to finally replace him. And I think the problem with the Republican Party and replacing it is that they've been in cahoots with, with uh, the Democrats here in the first district for so long that some of them even know him to be a really good friend of his. I don't look at Frank Mervan as a good man. He votes with the with the constituency uh, in, uh, of the Democratic leadership uh, of the Joe Biden administration, which screws Americans and Hoosiers alike here in the first district. So, if you want to find out more about my candidate can, uh, candidacy as well as other grassroots, I encourage you to have an open mind, redo your research on the candidates and what they're going to stand for. Any individual that's running on an American First MAGA platform should definitely be of interest because they're gonna have your interests uh, uh, before they have interests of any any foreigners that have entered illegally into our country and any, and any other uh, countries across the globe other than taking care of America. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Where, uh, where can people find you? Your website is Ruiz, the number four, congress.com. Are you on social media? If so, what's your handle there? I am. Uh, I'm on social media. You can find me at Ben Ruiz uh, for Congress on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Truth Social. And, uh, of course, obviously, you can follow up on my website. You can also make your contributions through there. And, you know, being grassroots, most of the money's coming out of my pocket right. uh, for this election. So I would appreciate as, as many contributions as possible. 
as well as some of our other grassroots candidates that are fighting for you and for your rights to raise your family and for Americans across this country. Thanks for joining me today, Ben. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Tim. You're watching Kramer Says.